Hello listeners, this is your host Dan Hitch speaking. We appear to have got some of the wisps caught in the Temporal Investigations Records Archives department today and they played a bit of havoc with our recording for some reason. So every now and then when things dip out or we get interrupted by Captain Zumas from last week, we do have the wisps interrupting what we're going to be saying. That's the first half of the recording. The second half of the recording, some Dilbert named Dan Hitch forgot to hit the record button. So even though the episode itself is not a two-parter in the Enterprise canon, uh, this episode of the podcast will be a two-parter as we had to record on a separate date. So sit back, relax, and here is The Crossing, part one. So, Crossing, here we go. Uh, yeah, there's there's more to talk about, but again, it might be more infuriating in some areas. There might be some things to talk about. Um, so we'll go from there. All right, okay. Space time. The ever-expanding frontier. These are the records of the most needlessly complicated rewatch of the Star Trek franchise ever. Its mission, to locate every second, contemplate every eon, from outside time to the Big Bang, to the 20th century, all the way to the end of all existence. To do what no sane entity has ever done before. This is the Temporal Trek podcast. Hello and welcome to the Temporal Trek podcast. We're in season three, episode 44 of the podcast and season two, episode 18 of Enterprise The Crossing. Um, I'm your host, Dan, or one of the hosts, Dan, and with me as always is... The other host, Dan, and together we are... Dan! If if this was a visual podcast, just seeing us do the little finger thing, yeah. it's so good. who are we signaling to? It doesn't mean anything, but yeah, you know, the jingle plays in. It's all good. It makes my job a lot easier. Thank you yep. very much. How are you, Dan? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, yeah, not too bad. That's How it. are you, Dan? I'm great. It's it's almost like the whole week was five minutes long, and it, uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's come yeah. straight back in. Time flies, doesn't it? It really does. Time flies. Time circles. Time squares. Uh, yes. Time flip-flops back all over the place, and uh, who knows where it might end. Um, the Crossing. The crossing fond, yes. fond memories? Is this one that's stuck in the memory banks? Sort of, yes. I remember the non-corporeal beings. Yes. But I didn't really remember the sort of details of the episode. It, it sort of reminds me of that episode um, in... Oh, I think it's Enterprise. Actually, it is Enterprise where they, where the, the guys come and take over Reed and Trip. The the, the, the episode where they um, decide whether well, now what's what's the plot of that one now? You know they got the two sort of they're investigating whether they deserve first contact. Oh, uh, it's not scientific method. That's the Voyager one, isn't it? That's the Voyager um, one. Yeah, you know the one uh, I mean. A, yes. re- a really good episode. A really yeah. good episode. Yeah, and this the two of those episodes sort of sit in my mind in the same sort of mm-hmm. spot, really. Mm-hmm. So that's that's, and then coming back to rewatch it, I, I really I quite enjoyed it actually. I thought it was a decent episode. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, uh, well, one this one is one that was in the brain when I first was thinking about um, the Temporal Check podcast. Because there is the timey-wimey element of when someone is taken over, mm. they can visit any time, any place, yes. anywhere. 
Um, and it's actually one that uh, you actually uh, pointed me in the right direction. When we first started chatting and things like that, you mentioned, you know, you might have spotted something that, you know, he was um, he was going to a lake in Florida. And, yeah. you know, uh, there was that sort of thing. Because we don't see it, that has yes. never been a temporal track thing. Uh, but if it were, if we were doing this podcast, <laughs> and I don't know why anyone would even go this far and granular about it. But if it was someone referencing the fact they've time traveled, even though we don't see it yep. yet, you could easily go back before this season two, we could do all this kind of thing. And um, yeah, it, it could well have been a, a timey-wimey episode, but it's not, it's all yep. in chronological order and it all makes sense. Um, I enjoy it because there is that kind of weird sort of sci-fi concept of someone being taken over pod people, yep. you know, yep. all those kind of uh, B movies and sci-fi movies and things like that. But again, it's another one like Canemar. It doesn't feel like it goes anywhere or it plays into anything. Like, I don't feel like it, it has, I don't know what the theme was. I don't know where they were going with it. Um, it doesn't have to tie into other episodes. And it doesn't have to do that, you know, the the fan servicey thing of like that. Those aliens, they were actually these aliens in TOS or TNG. I don't mind that, but I just feel like I didn't know what what they were getting at in this episode. Like it was sci-fi for kind of sci-fi sake. They were being weird and being unusual, and you know, people being taken over. Um, but I don't know if it was like what? Why? Why was that happening? Uh, with Canama, you know, it was uh, last week. Things were happening. I just didn't really know what they were going for at the end. Yeah. And I feel like this is just the same, just a little bit better. I feel like the action beats were a bit better. I felt yeah. like um, the tension was a lot better as well. I actually believed like when people were being taken over, how desperate the situation is getting for Archer. Um, I just felt like again. It's another problem I have with Enterprise is that they miss that final punch, yes. the, you know, the, the end of the episode. Why are we doing this? And I feel like season two seems to be the biggest um, reason why I feel like that for, for Enterprise. Season one kind of feels like they were doing that and that they may have fallen short, but because they're season one, you kind of let them off. Yep. But by season two, they should have learned from themselves, you know, yes, from what they did and build on it. Um, but yeah, not a bad episode but we'll go into it and we'll talk yeah. about it more as well. So zero minutes, zero seconds. And uh, Reed is the first one to talk and he's saying there's something approaching and it's very big uh, and uh, they can't scan inside it. It's approaching at warp six, sister pole. And she's also saying it's very big. It's not in the Vulcan database and enterprise gets swallowed like a, like yes. a manta ray. It's, it's a really yeah. interesting ship design. Yes. Um, if you really want to go in for your ship porn, that this is, this is interesting stuff. Um, the design on the outside, the mm. sort of weird cryptographic sort of look to it, it kind of looked like some of the things we've seen from the 31st century. I don't know about you, but you know, whenever we've seen yeah. when we were in Future Tents and we had the, the little escape pod, there yes. were like designs and mm. curves and things like that. And it felt like mm. that was also this. I can't yeah. remember watching this back in 2002 when the, the episode was playing over here in the UK. Um, but I wondered if they were trying to trick people and thinking this was going to be another temporal Cold War episode at the beginning? Yes, uh, I think, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, my battery yes. was running out. Oh. <laughs> um, I forgot to switch it on. Yeah. Um, the thing that it reminded me of was Stargate, actually. Oh, yeah. I've watched very little Stargate other than Stargate Universe, is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really, but it just reminded me of that. Mm. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, I think you're right. It's interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, it was an interesting design, definitely. Very sort of organic almost, mm. in a sort of non-organic way. But <laughs> there was a, a metallic look to the ship, but oh my glitching out. Internet internet's good. Let's see if it comes back. Yeah. Oh no, he's gone. Ah. You okay? Yep, you're back. Oh, you're back. There Hello, we man. go. There we go. All right, we glitched out no, there for yeah, a second. Brief. Yeah, we, did, we, did. <laughs> we crossed over. We we crossed we through did. subspace. Clearly, that's we what did, it was. Indeed, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 an organic fish-like ship, uh, but metallic and and yeah. otherworldly and, exactly, and alien yeah. and everything. It's it's very interesting design, and I think it's another one of those things where you, when you watch the episode, that's the one that sticks in your brain. Like yeah. I remember this design. I remember the look of it. I remember the enterprise being swallowed. Yes. Um, almost like it was, you know, in the belly of a whale and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I think that's what elevates it over episodes like Canamon is that they, they went weird with it. And mm. I like weird designs that it just still brings yeah. it out a bit more. It makes it more Star Trek. It makes it more diverse yes. and different. Everything's powered down, everything except yep. life support. So that's some good news. Uh, yeah. Travis has something to do. He works the camera. Um, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't nope. actually utter a word. Um, <laughs> Archer just turns around and says, um, you see that over there? Just, just move the camera over and move it up. He, d- he just turns it, moves the control pad. He doesn't say, sir, I'm moving it up. Or, you know, hi, <laughs> sir. Or Literally says nothing. It's getting worse. The Travis, you know, give something Travis to do is just getting worse. He's not even got lines anymore. It's so, it's so depressing. <laughs> I've, I feel so sorry for him. Have you been watching the, the Shuttlepod show? Yes. Have you seen the interview with Anthony? I Antimune? have, yeah, yeah. He almost, when he was talking about it, he almost seemed like he was unaware that he'd been so written out yeah. of the show. It was a very I unusual thing. I, yeah. uh, any thoughts on like... How he didn't even notice that he'd been there. Yeah, I know. I thought the same when I was. I I, I don't watch it actually because I find um, watching podcasts. I, I don't like it because I like to be able to jump around while I'm doing that. So I listen to it on um, when they do an audio version now. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, there was no acknowledgement of that at all, was there? It's like I don't know whether they just decided not to talk about it or something or. I don't know what, but yeah, very odd because it's, it's clear. I mean, you can see it. It's awful. <laughs> you know, Hoshi and 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 um, and Anthony Montgomery. You know, the pair of them. I mean, Hoshi slightly less, I think, actually. But but certainly, um, see, I can't even remember his name. That's how bad it is. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Montgomery was. Um, he he was on the show and he talked about when he got things to do like he was he was interested he, he wanted to know more about it and how life-changing the show was but it it's almost as though he didn't even know that he was being written out of the show yeah. or, or, or being ignored as a character yeah um it's really odd and i you know i don't want him to have animosity towards his time there he, no. he sounded like he had a great time and how good is that you get called onto set you don't have to wear any alien makeup you sit there you operate a camera and you go home with your paycheck I'd absolutely love that job. That would be my ideal yeah. acting job. No lines to remember. Look like you know what you're doing. Go home. Um, 
and it's, it's great that he doesn't feel that animosity, but I'm genuinely surprised that it isn't yeah. there, that he as an actor wasn't being challenged and wasn't being given enough. Um, yeah. So very surprising. Uh, we get the first look at the Wisps, although we don't have the name Wisps just yet. And they're made of elements that we don't recognize. Yeah. Um, the atmosphere isn't breathable. Um, now, well done. They took the EV suits. They went in the shuttle pod. They went in and they still had the EV suits on. And the atmosphere starts to change around them. Oxygen, nitrogen, atmosphere, all this sort of thing. Um, call back to dead stop. You know, I, I've yeah. got elements of that again. You know, an unusual ship design um, thing, you know, could this have been another thing like misdirect that like they'd already sort of designed the ship to look like 31st century um, Temple Cold War? Well, it's not that. Maybe it's another callback to dead stop. Maybe it's not that. Oh, no, it's not that again. Were they trying to constantly misdirect the audience and try and play up to that, do you think? No. <laughs> do I have... Do I have too much faith in the heart? I think in the, you in the writers? have too much faith in the heart of the writers, yes. <laughs> I'm not sure who wrote this one. It's not a, a Brannon Braga, Rick Berman job, is it? There may be one scene that was written by them, but we'll come to that in a moment. <laughs> but you might be right, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the first time Trip gets, I was trying to think of another word, but penetrated. It is true. He does get penetrated. I'm, I'm really sorry, people. I couldn't think of anything. Taken over didn't seem right because no. he, yeah, it goes in. And it comes out. It, it, it was yep. penetrated by a, um, a blue wisp, and then a yellow wisp comes out. Yes. And it's a really weird, like yeah. uh, consistent thing that they were doing. Any time that a human was taken over, there was a color difference. Yeah, um, uh, just really unusual. I mean, I, uh, I never really grew up on comic books, but there were a few comic mm. books I did read when I was younger. Um, couple of marvels i was a big daredevil guy um okay. I, I i didn't actually read any spider-man or anything i'm actually wearing the marvel really? t-shirt right. um, yes. wearing my marvel t-shirt here uh, and it's got daredevil just in the center there he's actually my favorite <laughs> of all the superheroes i don't know why it's just it was just that was the only one i had access to never got a spider-man only read a couple of iron men and that sort of thing oh really i was really into comics as a kid ah well you see dc though i had more access to i had more uh batman and superman but for me, my big one was Green Latin. Okay. And actually, and the part of that universe is that colours mean different things in that universe. You know, uh, green is bravery or green is will. Uh, and then yellow is fear and so on. And red is anger and, and all this sort of thing. So I was wondering if they were going to go that route as well, that, you know, these wisps change colour depending on the emotion that they're invoking and all this sort of thing. That's not what they went for. But I was wondering if that was a design thing. Uh, at this point, do you sort of know where it's going? Did you feel like they were being a bit Canama and a bit stock, or do you still think it was being a bit weird? I was intrigued, definitely. Hmm. It was interesting enough to make me think, okay, you know, what's going on here? This is definitely a, an improvement on Canama. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, I, I, this episode is a funny one. I think you're right. You know, it ends up being a bit bit almost but there's lots of good stuff in it there's lots of there is it's a decent episode without being a, a really good episode you know it's mm. it's i think if you watch if you binge it mm. it becomes better because it's where because where it's placed you know in between canama and judgment is you know you haven't got to make a lot of effort to be decent in the middle of those two mm. do you think then that it's almost like the communicator 
you know, in the it's it's a better episode by by comparison. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, it's not necessarily a great episode in and of its own right, but it mm. because it's sitting next to some really bad episodes. Yeah, um, it becomes better. I think it does. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, because it, it felt like the the episode has this great setup and then descends into the stock stuff. Mm. All right, two seconds. Just got to sort him out. Yep. Yep. Ah, potty cleaning is always the best. Ah, right. nice, lovely. Ah, um, yes, uh, the episode uh, becoming sort of better by comparison, but also starts off really unusual and hypes your yeah. interest, yeah. but then doesn't really deliver a, a, a weird ending to match. You know, it becomes very generic sort of it, it does a little bit yeah it does unfortunately um it doesn't you know devalue the episode i think it's still no. a good episode yeah. just not as great as it could be perhaps yeah definitely definitely um we find out that uh trip has traveled over 150 light years so in the time from future tense where they were going back on themselves where they were a hundred light years out from Zephyr yes. Cochrane. You know, if they're not going to give me uh, any uh, <laughs> yeah. bloody star dates or star log entries, I'm at least going to work out where they are. Um, so they've made up 50 years light years in about a month. So yep. w- what's taking them so long? Why did they uh, take so long to get to a hundred and they can do 50 in so, so quickly? Very strange. Yep. Um, the decon chamber. Now, obviously, they've stripped down Trip, and he's uh, he's he's in his underwear. Um, but they're talking about pathogens, and they're talking about uh, common hallucinations. Maybe this was just made up in his head because of whatever happened. Um, Trip then wonders why the comm goes out, even though he's just seen Flocks lean over and press a button to turn it off. Now, he's kind of the engineer, shouldn't he have worked out that maybe, you know, if he's the the half naked one sitting in a decon chamber. That if he leans over and you know turns it off, maybe they're talking about him. Um, it seemed very weird, um, yes. uh, not quite a traitor, but a little bit of a. It was a dumb way of ri- writing the the trip character. Um, any thoughts on on that? Um, yeah, I found the idea that they they sort of dismissed it so so quickly and easily. Hmm. Very odd. You know, by this point, I mean, they've had some experiences, haven't they? Mm. You know, it's not like they're, you know, so I found that I couldn't quite understand why they did that, really. Mm. That, that seemed very odd to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's all of, with that, I mean, I think, you know, why did they dismiss it so quickly? That was an odd choice, I think. Mm. It was, um the, the moment where they just sort of say, well, I need the engines back online. So they brought him out of the decon chamber. It kind of felt like, well, he's got an entire team. And we know that that team are very effective because they yes. do all of the work the trip never gets around to. Um, but, you know, would it have been interesting to maybe leave trip in the decon chamber and, and have him talking to his team and sort of remotely trying to work out why the engines aren't working? And they're constantly keeping him under sort of vigilance and and, and, uh, and observation, um, because yes, they've they've had a year and a half's worth of ed- adventures up to this point. Well, two years almost. Um, uh, as next week we are ending twenty one fifty two with uh, with judgment. Um, but uh, yeah, it just it, I don't know why they're not more cautious. No, 
that no. of all the consequences of all the episodes, um, someone acting unusual should have been picked up a little bit sooner. I did like that Archer was trying to trick him and see if it was still a uh, trip yes. inside and say, oh, you know, t- let me know next time you go to Tarpin Beach. And the trip yes. goes around. No, no, it's Tarpin Springs. Don't worry. I'm absolutely fine. Um, so at least, you know, Archer's got some way of like working out if he's a pod person or not. Um, yes, boss. Engineer. What's an engineer? I don't know because Trip never acts like one. Every episode. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> in the ready room, uh, Archer assumes hostility. Um, yes. Now, again, that kind of plays into previous episodes. Every time they've, they've, they've had a nice experience, it's normally turned out to be pretty bad. <laughs> such as dead stop. Uh, so that was believable, but the previous scene wasn't believable. Uh, any thoughts on, on that? Like, all the characters seem to not quite react the way you think they should. Yeah, I mean, I think... I can understand Archer's pessimism, but also it it did seem to me to like he jumped to conclusions quite massively. And again, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe experience has led him to that. But equally, you know, the the, the thing went into Trip and it come out again and gave Trip. You know, Trip was back. There was mm-hmm. didn't you know? So there wasn't necessarily the evidence to sort of jump to a massive conclusion so early. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he proves to be right, but yeah, I don't know about that one. I, again, I think maybe there could have been a bit more nuance in that. Mm. There's uh, when to Paul responds to him and says, you don't know that for sure. Um, you know, they've, they've powered down everything else, but they've left us with life support. We're still perfectly safe. Um, they have not done anything to harm trip in any way. Um, mm. As far as he was concerned, he had a really nice time, you know, um, what, what's wrong with that? Um, his hostility comes from the fact that he has no control over a situation. Mm. And that mm. does seem to be at least a consistent, again, we're looking yes. for consistency in yeah, his character. Yeah. He is being held against his will. Yep. I know he's doing it with his entire crew behind him, but is it an archer abduction? And is that why he's so angry? I, I guess technically it is. Yeah. So yeah, two, it is. Uh, two yeah, archer abductions in a row. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go with Archer Duction. Yeah, definitely. My name is Jonathan Archer. Answer the question. So that's two in a row. I wonder if the next Enterprise episode will be another one. Hmm, strange. And like a crossing, I'm back. Uh, I keep <laughs> a cr- crossing you from... Cross, uh, you cross from podcast host to father, don't you? Yes, from one to the other. It's crazy. I'm, yeah. I'm here in our London Temporal Investigations headquarters, and then I cross back home, you know, feed, feed them more to the child, and then cross on back. <laughs> You see, there's nothing wrong with these crossings. We're perfectly safe. Um, These wisps that penetrate us are are, are, nice guys. They're just looking out for my kids. That's fine. Rostov is back. Uh, We get another callback to another episode, another time when they were sort of taken over by a weird alien entity uh, back in Vox Solar, Vox Voxel Corsa, whatever we called it in the end. Um, But Rostov was back and it was nice to sort of see, you know, a familiar face, another, you know, almost the, the crewman Kyle. Uh, from TOS, you know, the character who's kind of there yeah. every couple of episodes, but you kind of get him back. Um, and 
trip gets taken over again, gets penetrated again, and goes off on one on a little jolly uh, over to the mess trip. And uh, we get trip eating all of these food. Yes. And, and uh, have you tried this? It's bread. Yeah, it's bread. It's fine. Um, and we're wisps. Wisps. Um, yeah, I suppose we are that and all this sort of thing. Um, Enterprise gets released. They do exactly what Archer asked for. Do you feel like he should be holding on to his anger at this point? I mean, I suppose, you know, to row back slightly on what I said a minute ago, <laughs> you know, I, I've got sympathy with his concerns, but I think he just, you know, he does that. He jumps to conclusions. I mean, again, you know, it proves to be right, but there's no reason at this point to be quiet. So, you know, you, uh, yeah, you know, your your crew members have been sort of changed and, you know, and sort of taken over. But, you know, to jump to such a sort of conclusion, I think maybe, you know, is is a little bit premature. I think he just gets lucky that he's right. Mm. Yeah. And he goes, the, yes, I'm right. <laughs> the, the evidence is there. I'm, I'm surprised at this point because it's constantly targeting trip. Um, because it was the first one that they they went for and everything. Now, we find out eventually that they don't want them to leave. So tactically, you take out the person who can yeah. repair their engine so they can get away from you. Um, I'm surprised he didn't make that connection. Like He wasn't mm. saying, well, why is it always going for trip? Why is it always mm. you? He's the guy who can take us everywhere. Mm. Why are you attacking him all the time? And, and make a, a reasoned, a more reasoned argument because he just seems to be coming from emotional yes. rather than a reasonable argument. Um, and if he'd done that, I think it would have then kept this believability because up to this point, again, the aliens have done everything he's asked. You know, yeah. they could just be curious. They could be explorers as to Paul yeah. said, and it, she is making the far more reasoned argument. Yeah. You know, this isn't a, a Vulcan science directorate believes that the temporal trip, you know, temp time travel isn't possible, um, which doesn't make any sense when you look at all the evidence in front of you. Yeah. This time she is making a reasoned argument. Uh, back uh, with Archer, he he's giving a supplemental bloody log again with no dates. Um, thank you very much. It's a Temple Trek podcast. Just trying to remember, we're working in a time frame here. You're just not thinking fourth dimensionally. Right, right. I have a real problem with that. It's a uh, uh, timey wimey thing. Timey what? Timey wimey? I've I've no idea where he picks that stuff up. <laughs> It's <laughs> Flox appears and says that he was almost taken over, but for some reason, yes, they, they can't take over Denobulans. <laughs> it's Denobulan physiology this week, not Vulcan physiology. Yep. Um, although we do get some of that in a minute as well. Yep. Um, but it was trying very hard to reach him. So now there is a bit yeah. more reasoned argument for Archer, and, and there's something unnerving about how desperately they want to take over things. But again, it's taken over the engineer. It's now taken over the doctor, the one that can look after them. It seems more tactical now. Again, why is Archer not making this argument? Mm. Um, <laughs> and then we get Reed going into the armory. He sees one. He grabs a phase pistol. He shoots yeah. it. He doesn't shoot at the glass, not like in future tense where he was shooting yeah. at the glass for no good reason. Um, he runs, he runs, he runs. The camera is looking just at his feet and then it stops. Yes. It stops, and then you, all all power to uh, to uh, Dominic there because I think his actual performance is 
you know, good. You can tell that something has happened to him. You didn't need the wispy kind of music or, or sound effect in the background to know he's been taken over. However, <laughs> there are things he says in the turbo lift to the female. There are certain anatomical differences. Um, are you a female? And he looks like this, almost speaking like a hallucinating Kirk with lots of stops. <laughs> Uh, and we get to Paul's quarters scene, uh, which is the height of Reed. And I'm yeah. guessing this is Reed This is Reed Trid. You're a very brave man, Malcolm. Never much cared for the name Malcolm. I was rather growing fond of the name Stinky. You've had too much to drink. About 30 years in the break. Or maybe a good flogging. You see, you were looking at my hands. You should have been looking at my eyes. They admire my folks and they give away the dogs with military wig a wagger in my hands. Awfully nice. Because despite the fact that Trip has been taken over. We're aware of what's going on. You can clearly see that T'Pol is not sure whether this is just trip, uh, just Reed. She's thinking, I, I know what she's thinking. He's had a couple of drinks, hasn't he? He's had a couple of drinks again, and and here we go. So, you know, Reed is so awful that you couldn't tell that he's been taken over by an alien. <laughs> That's how creepy Reed is, regardless of his you know being taken over by an alien. He's a, he's a couple of drinks away from this, isn't he? Yeah. You know, you can see him in his quarters. He's got a, like a bottle of scotch or something. He's, you know, not feeling great. He's had a few and he's like, right now, now I'm going to go and find to pole and tell her she's wonderful and be really creepy and tell her, you know, and, and she's thinking, is that Reed? I'm not sure if that's Reed. I think they might be Reed. <laughs> I can't tell. Uh, what a way to, you know, his character is so awful that, you know, she doesn't know. She doesn't know that he's been taken over. I mean, you know, seriously, you know, any other character you think, what? That's weird. <laughs> not with not with Reed. That's oh, it's Reed again. God. Yeah. That whole scene. Uh, are you aware that you're the most beautiful person on, on the ship? Oh gosh, yeah. She she doesn't first, she says uh, she doesn't come back with the volcanism. You know, it's like, well, that seems to be objectivity, and this, yeah. you know, this uh, this is your subjective opinion. Um, so fair enough, yeah, it's not right there. But yeah, the way she challenges him isn't like you're you're obviously taken over. You you can't yeah, be exactly. you can't be really. she yeah. actually plays along with it. Like, Have you been yeah. drinking? Um, <laughs> it's not appropriate for you to be here. Yeah. Uh, She's talking to him as if he does this every week. Exactly. This, oh, it's oh, it's Friday. It's read read Friday. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Here he comes. Uh, yeah. Been to the mess deck again, have we, Malcolm? Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, I wonder, like, why she didn't nerve pinch him right there and then. I think that would have been a great end to the scene. Just yeah. like kaboom, done. <laughs> because I mean, this plays into the really icky stuff. That this is a character who has now been subjected to. In season one, some very harsh treatment, some uh, horrible um, uh, you know, domestic abuse um, storylines. Mm. They're playing that angle again, and they want to do it with a weird over-sexualized or hyper-sexualized version of Reed, who is basically just Reed. Um, really strange. Why did they go for that? 
camera just went out Ooh. there. Yep. There we go. Um, uh, but yeah. we do we do get an uh, one line where it's Archer saying uh, when he turns up with security, um, people don't like doing things without consent. And we've had episodes that have dealt with that subject, but have never clearly uh, stated that position. Humans don't like doing things without consent. And we are at least bringing that into the episode. I like that that is something. It felt like a Star Trek conversation. Again, coming back to last week with Kanemar, the conversation we didn't get about prisoners becoming more criminal because of the treatment in prison when they shouldn't be there. This at least felt like they were going to go in that direction. They were going to have that conversation. It doesn't really get dealt to after this point, but it is at least raised. Um, Any thoughts on that? Yeah, you're right. It is the most sort of Star Trekky conversation. It makes sense. I mean, I'm trying to think. There's, there's, it's something that popped into my head a minute ago, and it's disappeared now. Typically, it's it's Archer sort of it's angry Archer, but it's justifiably angry at this point because now this is starting to become an issue where you know where this guy this this being has affected one of the other crew members really badly. You know, it, you know, there's one thing, Trip going and eating some food. And there's mm-hmm. another thing, you know, Reed, you know, sort of attempting to sort of rape somebody. Mm. You know, so it's very different. And, and so I think it makes, this point makes sense. Yeah. His reaction now makes sense. Up to this point, I'm not sure. Mm. But I think, yeah, I think we've we've got to the point where actually there's something going on here. Mm. You know, we're still not at the point where we know there's this sort of they're taking over and stuff, but this isn't right. You know, sort of boring, borrowing Trip's body to taste some food is one thing. Yeah, yeah. being an explorer, um, yeah, you know, it, there are ways of exploring, and he yeah. has found his way in food, and yeah. the reed wisp, uh, risps, 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 yeah. Uh, is uh, just a filthy, horrible uh, pervert. Um, And it's not really the way to go. Um, And again, again, if you're thinking tactically, so removing the idea that he was about to do something horrible to DePaul, you've taken out your engines, you're about to take out the Doctor but failed, so now you've attacked the person who can fight back. You know, you've attacked Reed, the one who's in charge of the weapons. Um, Again, I felt like that was something that should have come up. You know, he, you know, he walks off with Topol and the security guards and everything like that and say, look, you're systematically taking over uh, elements of the ship that are critical to us. And if they take over any more, we're going to be in serious trouble. I felt like, again, there was more conversations that should have happened, a bit more tactical thinking on Archer's part. Um, Rostov, uh, back in engineering, calls out, sir, and then something just happens. And I, I don't know how to realign those coils. A very complicated machine. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of liked Rostov being taken over. Yeah. I thought he was like the dumb wisp. Um, yes, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. So we've had Reed Wisp. So that's Risp. So we've got Rostov. So Rosp. So this is Rosp. Um, and <laughs> so we've had the one who loves food, the one who loves well that, yeah. and the other one who is just dumb. Uh, so I wonder how many other wisps are out there. Are they all different things? Again, coming yeah. back to the Green Lantern thing, are they all different things going through? 
The bridge, uh, Hoshi reports uh, that there's loads of people being taken over and they're losing parts of the crew. Travis finally has something to say. He's like, how do we get to trust security? He has the best question in the entire episode. It's like, well, yeah, if they're being taken over, how do we trust anybody? Yeah. Uh, you can't exactly have a buddy system going on here. It's just crazy. Um, so, yeah, again, proper use of Travis. I like that. They gave him something to do. Modifying hand scanners. And Flox yeah. has actually found out a way of detecting these wisps. Now I kind of felt like we should have gone the alien route, you know, mm. like with that bling, 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 bling. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah, we should yeah. have had some tension, you know, people hunting sausage. down corridors, making sure there's nothing coming. Um, um, I don't know why he's shouting. You've got to leave that in. You've got to leave that in. I'm, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> why is, oh, he's found a sausage in the game. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, it's a Ben 10 game, everybody. Ben 10 power up. Actually quite a nice little game uh, for kids, but they've got to find bratwurst sausages just randomly around the, the, the town. Of course. Um, but Sausage, yes. He's talking about random sausage. Maybe he's been taken over by a wisp. Um, yes, maybe, yeah. So this is Zachary, my youngest. So he's a zisp. A zisp. You being a zisp? Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, they're going that zombie route. I kind of felt like maybe they should have gone the zombie action yeah. film okay. sort of thing. Uh, but they didn't. They kind of went pod people sort of route where it's a bit more you know, serene and calm. And then things are just slowly being taken over. Um, Hoshi gets taken over and says, you need to give in. You need to just let us have it, everything. Again, she's now the communication. She has no way of yes. communicating to the outside world. They're tactically taking people over as they go. They can't take Trip again, so now they've taken Rostov, the next guy. You know, uh, Why Lieutenant Hess wasn't taken over? That's my own thing, but there we go. We had to re-educate Archer about the Osmium in the catwalk. Yes. Like, we literally just had this a couple yeah. of episodes ago. <laughs> it's like, is there anything in the catwalk that will protect you from anything? Yeah. The- <laughs> Don't you remember the catwalk episode we literally just had where we were protected <laughs> against that weird radiation that kind of looks like these wisps? You know, never mind. Never mind. Um, do you feel like Archer's plays make sense, his tactics for dealing with things at this point? At this point, I think probably yes, more or less. Um, I'm trying to sort of... Yeah, I, f- I think so. I think, he, you know, th- at this point, I would be worried, I think. I think it's reasonable to be, hang on a minute, you know, this is, as you say, this is Reed, Hoshi, Rostov, you know, the pit, lots of people across the ship. Something's going on here. And even if it's just that they're just not listening and, and understanding that actually they need to ask, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's not that they're really sort of bad, it's just that they're not taking into consideration you know the the results uh, sorry the, the the will of the people you know the, the will <laughs> the will of people um you know so yeah i think it's fair enough now yeah definitely mm. there, there's an element of desperation because they are losing huge parts of the crew uh, and the valuable members of the crew as well yeah. um I, I wonder if ensign pooper scooper was on like the last of the list for the wisps to take over is like don't really need him yeah, you know right, yeah. we've got to look after this quadruped otherwise and we just yeah. oh, I don't even know what that is. You know, it, it goes woof woof. I don't know. I, don't know. I wonder who uh, took over uh, took over Porthos. I know. Did they even try? Yeah. I mean, that would be a. Re- and then Porthos starts talking because <laughs> the wisp is going through yeah. the the thing, and they they've got a way of talking. That would have been trippy. And I think <laughs> if that had ever happened, that would have made this episode a hundred times better. A talking dog who is telling yeah. Archer absolutely, yeah. and he's the captain. Like he's the one in charge. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, no! no. <laughs> oh shit! Oh no! Oh no! 
Okay. Oh. Um, everybody, I have just hit uh, record because I completely <laughs> forgot to hit record. I always tell myself to hit record and I never did it on this one. Right. I have no idea where we left off in the last recording. Um, Shall we, I'm going to I'm gonna have to make a move, man. Yeah, really I know. Sorry. Okay. Um, right. Can we do it tomorrow? We'll do it tomorrow and we'll carry on from there. Oh, my God. Oh, oh mate. I'm so sorry. I was thinking, I was thinking that's the best episode we've ever recorded. I know. <laughs> and now it's lost to time. And, and no one will ever hear it. Yeah. There we go. Right. Well, uh, I will see you tomorrow and I'll try and figure out where we got to in the last episode and we'll, and we'll rush through it and try and redo this again. I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know why he's shouting sausage.